Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today you'll get to hear from my friend and calf mentor, Annabelle Morgan. Annabelle is a rancher from the Bozeman, Montana area where I had the pleasure of visiting recently and got to meet Annabelle face to face. And we were able to record this podcast live together, which was a new experience for the both of us as Annabelle's never been on a podcast and I have never been so close to anybody and this microphone. So it was a great experience all around. And I have to say, I left my weekend from Bozeman, Montana with a very full heart because for me, being able to connect with people online that live a similar lifestyle to me is incredible. But to also be able to meet these people face to face is even better. Annabelle and I had the chance to meet up with Jatana, who was on episode number 12. She is 50% of the Ranch Wives. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you head back. But Jatana and Annabelle actually live relatively close to one another. And it was all great that we got to meet up and just chat about our lives. And for me to be able to sit across from somebody face-to-face that can relate to my life in some way, shape, or form is, is a pretty big deal, especially for somebody who's came from a non-agriculture background and, you know, the friends that I have made in this industry mean the world to me. And I am just so appreciative of these women and you, the listener, who have been supporting me in my agricultural journey for the last two and a half years. And yeah, it's great. I'm getting misty over here. So (laughs) before we get to today's episode, I would like to go over the review of the week. The review of the week comes from Flying Pig Cattle Co. It was a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. And the review says, great podcast. Caitlin does an amazing job of interviewing a wide variety of women and sharing their individual stories with us. It's a must listen every week. Well, thank you so much for that awesome rating and review. And if you are enjoying the Rural Woman podcast, I encourage you to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast. This helps with new people to find the podcast and sharing these incredible women further with everyone. And also, I encourage you to check out the Rural Woman podcast over on Patreon. We are looking for more patrons for the show, and there are some great rewards. So make sure you head on over there and check them out. Um, You can head over to wildrosefarmer.com. There's more information on there for you. And if you ever have any questions about Patreon and how it works, I am an open book. So you can always send me a DM over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Really, I am everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. So without further ado, let's get to Annabelle's episode. Annabelle Morgan, welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. I've never been on a podcast before, so. Well, I've never interviewed somebody face-to-face before. We're like on a very close date. It is very close. I'm glad I brushed my teeth because uh, (laughs) we're sitting here in the Super 8 Motel in 
Bozeman, Montana. Yes, we are. Recording our podcast. So welcome. I'm so excited to be spending some time with you face-to-face as well as being able to record this podcast with you. Well, thank you for having me. It was really fun meeting you. Yes. Am I everything you expected and more? I'm definitely taller, for sure. (laughs) We have a very large height difference. (laughs) For the listeners who don't know how tall I am, I am six feet tall. That does surprise people when they meet me for the first time. (laughs) Yes, and I'm five feet tall, so... But yes, we had a good time and I really loved meeting your dad and we went to a race, car race, which I'd never done, which was amazing. Right. Yeah. I've given you the whole American experience from a Canadian standpoint. So seriously, now I feel more American. I was really lacking before. So thank you. (laughs) So Annabelle, for my listeners who are unfamiliar with who you are, can you give us a little bit of background information about who you are and where you're from? Sure. My name is Annabelle Morgan, and I live in Montana, obviously. And we live on my husband's um, family ranch. He's the fifth generation, and we have three kids, um, 14, 12, and 6. And we have a cow-calf operation, so we raise beef and hay. That's about it. Beef and hay. Beef and hay and kids. That's a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) So Annabelle, can you give me a little bit of background knowledge or background information about your story of agriculture? Did you grow up in agriculture? What's your deal? Yeah. So my dad was a dairy farmer in Wisconsin and Michigan, but I mostly grew up with my mom. My mom was a single mom and they always had a ranch in Montana, which I call a gentleman's ranch. But what it is, is run by a manager. So we would just go for the good stuff. But I always knew when I was little that that's definitely where I wanted to be, was on a ranch. And then I went to college and hated it. And so after college, or not, I dropped out actually. So not like after, I didn't complete anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went to New Zealand and I worked on an organic goat dairy. And that was what solidified it for me for sure that agriculture was where I was meant to be and animal agriculture. So And even though I don't want to be on a goat dairy ever again, I knew that working with animals was 100% me. I think that would be my dream to work on a goat dairy. I know. I feel like that was totally your calling in life. But it was 400 goats twice a day was major. I mean, that it was it was overwhelming. And the guy that ran it, it was just he and his wife. So they would have interns, which was like me. And I can't even, I don't know how they survived. I'm surprised they're still alive. (laughs) It's just major. And those goats got out every day. That sounds right. They were everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds right. (laughs) So I couldn't get a work permit to stay there. So I came and lived in Montana and the rest is history. I met my husband. We were both previously married. So we have a blended family. But I mean, I always joke with him that I married him because he's a rancher, but I really did marry him. I like him a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely picked a good land owner and cow owner. That was the plan. Very good. Well, and for the listeners that maybe don't follow me on Instagram or whatever, <laughs> Annabelle has been a big help for me in raising my bottle caps. And she was the first person I called <laughs> when I was bringing them home from the auction. And I phoned her and I said, hi, I bought these bottle caps. What do I do now? <laughs> so I call you my calf mentor. <laughs> so <laughs> Makes me happy. I love when people buy calves. I think everybody that can should have 
some sort of bovine on their property. So. I agree. I well, and I don't tell the goats, but I think I'm more of a calf person now than a goat person. Oh uh, yeah. So. We'll see what happens next year. Stay tuned for that. She's going to have a herd of cows before you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all, we'll get right back to our episode after a word from our sponsor. Nestled in the tree-filled mountains by Kootenai Lake in Nelson, British Columbia, KL Skin Naturals was founded in 2013 by owner Leah. KL Skin Naturals is known for their award-winning natural deodorant that I have personally been using since early 2017, and I can tell you from personal experience, it passes the farming test. You know what I'm talking about. I feel good knowing that the deodorant that I'm using is free from harsh chemicals and scents. All of their products are produced by hand from the very first measure to the very last label. Each recipe was worked, researched, perfected, and tested on family and friends who all agree that there's something unique to be offered in the effective products that Leah is making. Listeners of the Rural Woman Podcast can save 10% off their order with promo code WILDROSE10. So head on over to klskindeodorant.com to choose from their wide selection of clean scented natural deodorants, plus other natural skincare products such as fresh aloe skin cream, foot butters, and more. And now back to our episode. So we have been connecting on Instagram for a while now, and I know from you that you think it's very important that producers share their story in agriculture and what they're doing on their farm and why they're doing it. Why is this so important to you? I think why it's important to me is we come, um, our culture right now is a culture of experts, like me personally. Um, I'm pretty much a medical doctor. I can diagnose anything. So like if you have like a scary rash, don't worry, I got you. Okay. So, and it goes, it's so, I'm not calling anybody out really. We all are this way because we have so much information just at the tips of our fingers. But the thing we don't have is experience. So, so many people are experts in agriculture. It doesn't matter if you're a food blogger or you took one class or you follow somebody on Instagram, people feel like they know everything about agriculture because of what they've read. And the thing about this information that we have, sometimes you get the right information, but a lot of times you get the wrong information. And so the only way that we can combat that is to really spend time showing what our life is like. And aside from inviting people to a farm or a ranch, which I think is by far the best way to handle all of this by actually letting them experience it is at least they can visualize it through social media. So yes, I think it's important to share the good and the bad. It's hard to share the bad and it's even hard to share the good because something that you think is great, there's always an expert who knows better, which I get a lot. Like you should do this and you should feed them that. And you should, (laughs) you should buy more cows. You have so much land. Why don't you have more cows there? So It's tough, but we have to power through and keep doing it because it's so important for people to understand because every single person uses agriculture every day, whether they realize it or not. And we actually, we talked about this a little bit last night. There isn't a lot of competition in agriculture. There's room for all of us. Mm -hmm. It's the consumers that are, you know, kind of determine what we're doing. And so I think the best thing for them is for us to show them where their food's coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, and like we were mentioning last night, because I am an organic farmer, and there are people that, you know, either agree with organic farming or they don't, and that's perfectly fine. I'm okay either way, but, you know, I think it's 
like you said, the consumer that's dictating what we're doing, because if this is what they want, then this is what we're going to grow for them. So yeah. I'm all about your organic farm. Like that's where I want to eat my food from. You know what I mean though? So, and I want, I like all farming. Um, I'm a glutton. I like it all. Right. All food is good. (laughs) All food is good. And it's like food shares a story and we're not here without food or, you know, the clothes on our back and the houses over our heads and It's all, it's all tied to agriculture. And we're also in this country food elitists. So, and I think Canada probably suffers from the same thing where we have really affordable food choices and a lot of different choices. And that can make us, I know me too, it can make us view food and agriculture in a, almost a negative way because we don't really realize what goes into it. So even though I know what goes into raising beef and wheat and all those things. There are times where I probably eat foods that I don't appreciate what effort was that process of that food, even a stock of celery, how far that's come. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think are some of the biggest struggles that you face as a rancher? Besides mother nature? (laughs) I think for me personally and our ranch obviously are, is the disconnect between consumer and producer. And this is something my husband and I talk a lot about because he's been ranching obviously his whole life and he has never once taken the time to advocate. It's just not part of how he grew up believing he had to, he just produced food. He didn't go beyond that. So now that people aren't farming for their own food, we are obviously all very disconnected. And with that disconnect becomes a lot of misunderstanding. So especially with beef, There was a study done, I can't remember now, I think it's been four years ago, but I could be wrong, that said that beef was the number one reason for greenhouse gas emissions. But that study has since been rescinded because they didn't take into account the open green space that we provide back and what cattle put back into the earth. So when they fixed the study, actually agriculture as a whole is quite low on the And it's the same for Canada, United States, Europe. And obviously there are places that raise beef that aren't doing it in a way that I agree with. And it's something I get a lot of backlash from the beef community about. For example, in South America, there's a lot of deforestation that takes place. And people glom onto that. So they say, well, you're the number one reason for deforestation. Well, we're not. We don't do that in Mexico, the United States, and Canada. We don't take away agricultural. I mean, we don't create new agricultural land. We take it away, actually. So we subdivide on it or, you know. So it's that information that people are getting that I think is daunting for all people in agriculture because – it's human nature to kind of go for the negative rather than the positive. So we're fighting that every day, but the more people share online, the more people share the true statistics, I think people will get it. I mean, sometimes people are really surprised and they want to hear, but then there's those people who don't want to hear and who just want to be angry about it. So you have to learn how to let that go. I have a hard time with that. Right. I want to change everybody's mind. Right. I want to be right. Right. (laughs) Ask our husband. Aren't, aren't you always right? Yeah. I, you are clearly the expert. I am the expert. <laughs> well, and I think it goes back to sharing our stories, right? Telling people what the true processes are 
of making their food, what we're doing differently than we did 50 years ago, right? right? There's been so many advances in technology and just the pure knowledge that we have now that we didn't have before. So yeah, before I'm sure the way that our ancestors made their food or farmed their food maybe wasn't the greatest for the environment. But you know, we've made so many advances in the years that, you know, we have the knowledge now to do better. And there are people doing better. Right, exactly. And like, even in being immersed in agriculture every day of my life, there are parts of it that I don't know that much about. So like you explaining to me pulling weeds by hand or having your goats eat the weeds just blows my mind that that's the effort that you're going to for a crop. And that's amazing. And I wish everybody could see it and experience it because that makes me just want to eat your food more. Right. I wish everybody would also experience moving these goats from field <laughs> to field. Because if you'd like to come and help with that, I'll send you my address. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Caitlin running around Canada with goats in every direction. That's right? what I picture. Yeah. If you would like to see something fun, you should see me try and lasso a goat. So <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Have you been loving the Rural Woman podcast? Are you wondering how you can support the show? Well, friend, I'm happy to announce that I've recently joined Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, it's a membership-based platform that provides a simple way for you to contribute to the Rural Woman podcast every month and get exclusive rewards in return. Memberships start as low as $2 a month. Seriously, that's less than your grande, skinny, extra hot caramel macchiato with whip. Wondering what the rewards are? Well, they include promo codes for Shop Wild Rose Farmer, draws for the Rural Woman Podcast merchandise, shout outs on the show, and more. Your financial support of the Rural Woman Podcast will help make it possible for the stories of women in agriculture to continue to be shared. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to find out more information about how you can become a patron through Patreon. So I want to kind of go back to the social media thing. So I believe I connected with you first through the Faces of Egg Instagram page. So you are an admin on the Faces of Egg Instagram page. Tell us more about that and kind of what that platform is and what you and the other admins are hoping to accomplish with that platform. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but there was an Instagram page that was very popular called The Modern Cattle Woman. And did you ever see that one? Yes. And they were showing women in basically livestock production, weekly takeovers. And I loved it because it was seeing kind of what I'm doing, but in different parts of the world. So, you know, Kim from Daily Crisis Farm. Yes. And I, when that page ended, we were talking like, that can't end. We got to keep it going. But we wanted to include all types of agriculture just to expand on that idea And men and women, because it's really important to see, you know, there's many different types of people in agriculture at this point. So we want to see them all. So we have things like an oyster farm coming up and an elk ranch and water buffalo. So we can all, like I said, you have taught me so much about something that I want to hear about and I don't know about. So I want to learn about oyster farming because that's feeding America too. I want to learn about honey and bees So we created that and our goal is, and we've added administrators since, and we, our goal is just to keep going with that notion that people can share. Cause sometimes people on their own Instagram page get into a mode and they forget to reshare like what they're doing. They just carry on with their life. So this is a chance to like reintroduce yourself and show people and teach people what 
your place is about. So it's good to like reintroduce every once in a while, you know? Right. And I think you had mentioned a couple weeks ago, even making sure that we as producers are sharing, not just to other producers, but to consumers and people outside of agriculture, because that's one of the most important things. Like I know you get into a niche kind of on your social media, you're very much following what you're into. So if you're a fashion blogger, you're following other fashion bloggers, Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily following a farmer, but I think it's important to look outside your niche and show people like, this is what we're doing. And these are the methods that we're using. And, you know, it's interesting, right? Like even a water buffalo farmer, like I didn't know there was such thing as a water buffalo farmer. I know, buffalo mozzarella, water buffalo. That's insane. I know. And it's the best cheese in the world. So I kind of want one. How do you milk a water buffalo? I don't know, but we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. My face is a bag, so you should follow. And then I might get one. (laughs) My husband will be like, uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're taking it too far, dear. Because when I met him, we had pretty much all black and black white faced cattle. And now if you look at our cows, it looks like a pinata exploded. (laughs) (laughs) Annabelle has love for all of the cows. I have. Yes, I do. I like all of the cows in their spots. Right. (laughs) Annabelle, tell me what you think is the most rewarding part for you to be a rancher. The most rewarding part of ranching, I think, is being so close, obviously with my family and my husband, and we're working together every day, which you can't, I mean, you just don't find that in other parts of our society at this point. Maybe, you know, family-run businesses, but we're really together every day, which is rewarding, and our kids are living a lifestyle. I mean, they go to a one-room schoolhouse, and, you know, you have to tell the teacher, like, um, we're late because we're calving today, and she doesn't care. She's like, that's more important than this. But beyond that is our relationship in nature, I think, is the most rewarding because our ranch is a really different kind of ranch. It's really remote, and we have a whole, like, a huge range of wildlife and lots of fresh water, and we're in the mountains, and the attachment that you get to that land is crazy. I never knew I could be so physically attached And people don't get that in life. And, you know, cities and urban areas, that remoteness is, it's incredible. And I think, I'm just so thankful for it every day because I love sitting there and watching bears next to our cows or having our kids hunting for butterflies for hours, you know, just stuff like that is, we're lucky. You are. Very. I'm very lucky to know you. I'm lucky to know you. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So for the listeners who would like to connect with you after the show, where can they find you? So I am, I was like listening to uh, some of your other podcasts and they always have Twitter and Facebook and all these things. And I don't have any of that. All I have is Instagram and it's Montana Ranch Wife. And that's it. I'm not going any farther. Well, really, your Insta-famousness has grown tremendously. Right. And I don't need to go beyond that, really. It's right? just the, maintaining that fame is enough for me. I can't do both. Absolutely. Like Twitter and that. It's too much. I mean, I pretty much blow Twitter up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to the Super 8 and <laughs> chatting with I love me. your recording studio. It's pretty fancy, I would say. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's I'm moving on up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Hey, have you been over to shop Wild Rose Farmer lately? There are so many new great t-shirts, tank tops, stickers, and more. There's even official Rural Woman podcast gear now, including great t-shirts and hats. 
Feel good knowing when you're shopping on Shop Wild Rose Farmer, you directly support the Rural Woman podcast. And don't forget, members of the Wild Rose Farmer community save 20% off their first purchase. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com for all of the details. And happy shopping, y'all! Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.